Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is JL, I'm your host, and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. And I want to encourage you with all of this conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group, whoever you're doing life with, and to have the bigger conversation about it. The aim of this podcast, obviously, is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it. But I'm sure the conversation goes beyond this. So thanks for tuning in. And feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions, some stuff you want um, highlighted. I'd love to hear from you. And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him now and until forever. Do, 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 do. That's picked up. I think I've got this completely wrong. What are you doing? I'm trying to just like, does it just pivot? Oh yeah, it does. Literally, yeah. Yeah, that seems all right. Yeah, I think I can, maybe mine can go up a little bit. Can you guys hear me all right, though? So, are you number four? Is that say number four? Yeah, channel four. Channel four. Let's get you up. Uh, keep talking as I turn it. Yes, up. one, two, one, two. How you going? <laughs> <laughs> the awkward first interview. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never done something like this before, so it's different. Well, it gets fun as you go along. <coughs> Are we going to be on here for like a thousand part series or something? <laughs> it's going to go I'll sky high. I'll just cut everything into one minute segments <laughs> and put a thousand videos out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like next week on JR's podcast. <laughs> the next minute. Yeah, yeah, the next minute. Just do like YouTube shorts and have everything broken down into minute segments. And <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Two, one. Ah, oh, there we go. We're ready. I think we're, I think we're G2G. Good to go. Is it continuous? Sorry? Continuous recording? Like, yeah. Just rolls? It just rolls forever. And then I just chop it up later. Okay, cool. <laughs> Save your voices. I just got a new Bible today. All right. Well, here we go. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So Peter thought he wasn't going to participate, but he's going to be erupting. Yeah, well, you just wrote me in at the, l- the right. last minute. That's right. Everybody's got something going on with them. That's it. In the Lord. So, okay. Welcome to, I don't know what to title this episode yet. I'll find out at some point in the middle of it. But um, let's talk Jesus. Let's talk all the things. But I'm having two guests today and um, Peter and Isaac, brothers. Um, one is the older one. Who's older? No, I'm just, I'm just, hang on. Sometimes I play with these sounds as well. Oh, no. <laughs> That's if you make a good joke. <laughs> but, um, um, this is if you tell a sad story. <laughs> if you give us a win. Right. An owl. We've, we've started a podcast like this before. It's been like, yeah, come on. 
We're here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. We've got Let's the go. crowd in the background. We got the crowd in the background. So, um, that's cool. All right, cool. I think we're ready. <laughs> Break down that bit of tension. So, I thought it would be a good way to start out with um, some quick fire round questions to get to know you. So, if you could, I know you're a little bit prepared, but what it would be, what would you classify as your favorite dessert if you eat dessert? Well, we were thinking about this. Is it if we went to a restaurant or just dessert at any point? As in dessert, like the meal after dinner? It's the meal before and after dinner, right? Sure. Um, yeah, a bit of both. bit of both. Well, I'll be a bit controversial. My favourite dessert is actually chips, <laughs> like savoury, like Smith's, chicken, salt and vinegar. Really? I'm not a very sweet tooth, but if we... Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, it must run in our family because I'm not sweet tooth either. Really? I do love ice cream. Like, I could eat a bucket of ice cream to myself, but I just... Those are the sad days, eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Need the sad sound. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so chips. Yeah. Um, I hate sweet stuff. Like, have like two or three of the favourites chocolates and feel sick and... Just, no, nah, can't do it. You feel sick. Yeah, it. I, I don't know what it is about super sweet stuff, oh but... <laughs> yeah. Like, if we go out to a nice restaurant for a family dinner, yeah, dessert, for me, is usually a double espresso. Like, bitter. <laughs> he yeah, looks so like shocked. Super bitter. <laughs> I'm judging you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. What? That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of runs in the family. Yeah. Like, I don't think many of us are very sweet tooth. Wow. Yeah. No guilty pleasures? See, guilty, for me, it's like a KFC run is guilty <laughs> pleasure. Like yes. Deep fried, you know, super fatty, yeah. super unhealthy. Yeah. Mine's popcorn chicken. That's my guilty Ooh. pleasure. Oh, man. Yeah. Can't get past that. That's what dreams are I'm, made of. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be tempted to get someone more. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what about something that people wouldn't know about you unless they lived with you? Well, again, I think we kind of had to ask the people we lived with to get yeah. the answer because, like, when you think about it for yourself, I, you just can't think of anything. But for me, it was that I snore like a truck. <laughs> 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 and that was from <laughs> from Isaac here. Yeah, very, very true. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm a very, very heavy sleeper. Oh, I'm like, wow. I sleep through alarms. You'll like, they're not even, they don't I'll, even exist. I'll be up at 6, 6.30 to get ready for work and all I'll hear is just his alarm. Just ringing out. <laughs> I think it's, it's literally ingrained in your yeah. brain, that alarm. <laughs> yeah. Has it been the same for a while? Yeah, probably as long as I've known him, to be honest. Just wow. heavy sleeper, really. Yeah. 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 Well, well, but what do you do? Wait, there's not much. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep heavy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked as well, and the answer from mum was, I talk too much about cars on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, and she can't stand it. Wow. She, she doesn't like it at all. So yeah. you're a cars person? I, I am. And I think, uh, yeah, I am spend a bit too much time <laughs> on marketplaces, <laughs> if I'm honest. Looking for cars. Hot rods? Nah, four-wheel drives, mainly. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. into, I've got my own four-wheel drive and into that. Nah, Nissan Patrol. Nissan Patrol, yeah. For the fans, it's a coil cab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the fans want to know <laughs> that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, that is hilarious. Um, 
Your favorite time of day? Um, probably night. Night time. Night, night owl. Yeah, I'm the same. Oh, I'm wow. not not a morning person. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. How are you like in the morning? Are you grumpy? a zombie? Zombie. Yeah, I'm literally like death walking. <laughs> uh, I have to set my alarm 15 minutes early so I can have at least two snoozes before I get up and then yeah. straight to the coffee machine and in the car to work. Don't talk to me before I drink <laughs> coffee. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's something that I should probably work on though. Oh, you would be forced to work on that. Yeah. I, I used to be a zombie. Well, I used to be grumpy in the mornings. Yeah. Um, I was a night owl. I used to, well, still am bit of a night out. I'll stay up till about midnight um, easily. Yeah, I'm the same. But now I have to wake up at 6 a.m. So my son wakes up at 6 a.m. or earlier every single day. And I don't have a point of having an alarm anymore now because my body is just used to 6 a.m. We're up. Um, but yeah, early on in my marriage, I was like, no, nah, don't talk to me. <laughs> Before we had kids, <laughs> don't talk to me. And... But then one day um, I noticed that my wife was a little bit like, she, she just looked a bit down. I was like, oh, what's wrong? She goes, oh, I just, I'm just reflecting your energy back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that so cut, cut pretty deep. I am now a morning person too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By force. I like, well, it's not by force. I just thought, you know, um, if I'm bringing myself to this relationship um, yeah. every single day i should probably bring my best bring the energy and just do what i need to do in the morning in order to become um a better husband <laughs> um what's the best piece of advice you've received this year uh best piece of advice i've been given uh we go to a men's shed night uh hosted by shalom house uh there's one one sort of elder slash leader there named gibbo uh and he said one time, he just stood up and said, just get up, just get up and get on with it. Just get up and get on with yeah, it. Yeah, just, you know. Why was that so great for you? Because we were talking about, you know, how to implement being a Christian in real life. And he just said, you know, wake up to the truth and accept it and then just get on with it. Awesome. For someone out there, get up and get on with it. Yeah, I mean, pretty simple, but yeah, it's great. Pretty good. Where are you? Um, I don't know. I haven't been given a huge amount of advice this year, but probably for me, um, I'm kind of at the stage where I'm on the edge of moving out of home. But you are. I am. 25, mate. 25 this month. Next month. Next month. Next month. You're a December baby. I am. So nice. yeah, my contending my with our baby Jesus. All right. <laughs> no yeah, worries. 20, 29th, 29th <laughs> of December. Four days. Oh my gosh, you're pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the best advice I got this year was from my dad was to not move out. So, you know, with oh, the whole yeah. COVID kind of pandemic and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. inflation in the market. That was probably... It's probably the only dad who would have said that to his son in exactly. Australia. Yeah. He just needs the rent money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Good kidding. advice no, for you It's the fine me. balance between them wanting me to kick me out and them wanting me to hang around. So, Is it? Yeah. Oh, really. You seem like a generally likable guy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty helpful around the house. and Yeah, I think out of all the brothers, he's probably the most like to be staying at home. And, <laughs> you know. That's the advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. No, don't leave, son. No, yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Um, and, oh, there's two more left before we get into our main stuff. So, um, what app or service 
has been useful to you that you'd recommend other people use? Oh, uh, oh, I'm trying to stay off my phone as much as possible, but yeah. I reckon just any sort of Bible app really. Just uh, I don't know what it's called. It's just the Holy Bible. It's just app. the Holy Bible. The U version. Yeah, I think yeah, that. Yeah, yeah the yeah. U version, and There's I've got it on my phone where it gives you the daily scripture. Yes. So you can get up and Love it. get straight into it, or you know, mm-hmm. if you're out and about and you don't have a book with you, just read wherever you want. Yeah. yeah. It's also got audio versions, which I've started getting into recently, just listening to it while I work. Yeah. It's been brilliant. Good. Yeah. Cheers. I was gonna kind of say the same, but oh still yeah. my uh, idea. Ah, um, for yeah, I, I don't get a lot of time to use my phone. I mean, I'm on the phone all day with work, but I don't get a lot of time to what, sit in the call center. <laughs> 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 well, that's basically what my work is, you know, working in projects. Is yeah, just yeah, a, yeah, you're just in a call center, basically. Connecting people, talking to people. Yeah, but yeah, outside of work, I try and not yeah. be on a screen. Outside, so, yeah. take photos in front of a waterfall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I did see that, that little... Uh, like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. It wasn't even in Perth. Um, no, that was uh, Darwin. Yeah, I would recommend. Um, I was actually recommending it to a friend yesterday, but uh, one is called Bible dot is. I would actually also recommend the U version because I found out that they've got podcasts on there now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I love podcasts, so I'm just gonna go and binge quite a lot of those podcasts. I think oh. they do it in line with like the daily scriptures and oh, different sort of things like right. that where they have like a podcast that matches the... I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, a different Bible app that I've used in the past for me has been Bible.is where you can actually download the... It's an audio Bible, but also written. But you can download it so that you can listen to it offline. Uh, okay. Something like an MP3. I actually used it when I went to and did a hike um, probably about two years ago around this time. With some students, I didn't want to take a, take my phone or be on my phone, so I just plugged my plugged the Bible on an iPod. Um, yeah, cool. And as we walked, it was just like going through um, the Gospel of John, through Matthew and Acts. That was pretty cool. There's also the the Daily Bread app. Have you What's heard that, that one? No? It's basically like basically the U version, but it gives you um, I think it's two Old Testament verses and one new each day and it basically is like read through the bible in a year oh spilt my water (laughs) but yeah it gives you daily bread which is those verses and then it um you know it gives you some reading Mm. some teaching to go along with it so you can basically read through your bible in a whole yeah which is pretty cool awesome Mm. yeah brilliant let me just uh, actually type that down Uh, daily bread app keeps you accountable (laughs) Mm mm-hmm um, another one that I found is called New City Catechism. And I didn't even know what catechism meant until I looked at I it. Gonna say the I don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, this seems like the Catholic Church stuff, right? <laughs> 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 oh, here's a joke I heard, by the way, before we move on. Here's a joke I heard from this crazy lady online. She was like, you know King Henry VIII? He had eight wives or something like that. Something like, well, probably about six wives. They were all named Catherine. And then this lady who's commenting, she goes, she was a Catherine-aholic, or in short, a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, so this app, what it does is it it teaches you catechism. What catechism is, is a set of questions that 
pretty much in your discipleship journey, the church used to use to help you to understand why you believe what you believe. So who is God? Forget who is God. You have a scripture as well as an explanation of all of that and a prayer connected to it. So now they've put all of that in an app so that you can actually go through it. And you're supposed to go through it over and over again. But they did catechism, um, these catechism questions. Who is God? What is, you know, why would, who created man? Um, why did Jesus start? All kind of stuff. So that's what they did. And then the scripture, etc. But they also did confessions, which had to do with a creed. So you, you would actually recite the creed. We've lost a lot of that yeah, tradition. Right. So it kind of gives you like the tools to be able to... Pretty much. Yeah. It's called New City Catechism. I'll put it somewhere. How do you spell catechism? C-A-T-H-E. Oh, no, actually. Catechism. Yeah, that yeah, can yeah, be a takeaway for the first um, minute of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's going to be, how do you spell catechism? <laughs> and watch me struggle. <laughs> yeah, big Wrong questions only. Okay, so what's your, let's talk about your journey um, with God, what it's been like, um, your testimony. How's that looked like? So we'll, we'll start this way and go yep. this way. Um, well... If I'm to describe my journey, uh, I would be the prodigal son. Yeah, the prodigal son. Yeah. So So his real name was Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> he was a 21-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you 21? Yeah. Oh, nice. You seem older. Do I? How yeah, old? Bro. Uh, I would have said at least 24. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Is it the shaved head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You did it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he did the first time. He Wait, actually, yeah. I actually shaved his head oh, the first awesome. time he got it done. Yep. Yeah, I used to shave my hair that close. You should see my wedding photos. <laughs> oh, you actually had your hair like that? Yeah, on my wedding day. I like that. Yeah. It's just so much easier. It is. Anyways, uh, so for me, well, we grew up in a family, two born-again Christian parents, yep. which is probably one of the biggest blessings we've ever received because... Uh, genuinely for me, for my entire life, I've always known Jesus. I've known that he was God. He, he died on the cross, whether or not I un- actually f- understood what that meant. But there's never been a day that I can recall where I, I knew something different about how the world was and who God was and this and that. So going through that, as a kid, I was pretty pretty angry and then growing up with four brothers i'm the youngest of four Ooh. you know you <laughs> yeah butt heads uh with everyone and anyone and fierce yeah lots of physical activities I've got four brothers yeah it's, it's <laughs> yeah empty. yeah so <laughs> that was that was wow. probably one of the biggest challenges for me growing up um but other than that i wouldn't complain too much about our childhood like mum Mum and dad were really solid together as a f- as a husband and wife, and dad always worked very hard yeah. to uh, support us. And then he also made a very very good effort to read the gospel and teach us from the Bible, which was awesome. And some of the earliest memories I have is of me and my dad just going through the Bible and reading it, and wow. yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So through that, when I was 14 going to victory life youth group yep um i made the decision and i gave my heart to the lord and uh felt the holy spirit come upon me and that was one of the most special moments of my life because it was just 
like a blanket of love and happiness and uh, like mm. i just started laughing uncontrollably it was yeah. pretty 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 awesome yeah but after that unfortunately uh getting so that was probably year seven in primary school and then moving into high school um just with that crowd with my mates there uh was introduced to pornography and that took a massive hit to me and major spiral down and it wasn't anything anyways one of my mates just simply asked the question oh do you do you watch porn Mm. and i was like no what is that like i was i had no idea about that at all and then i went home and you know curiosity killed the cat and that was it fell head deep into that and yeah that opened my mind to some really uh, extreme sort of sexual ideas and the things that you were watching it was pretty pretty full on and over probably the next six years I just really really struggled with that because obviously I'd given my heart to Christ and I knew who Jesus was yeah but then I was a Christian who was addicted to pornography to the point where I physically couldn't stop you know wow. I became a slave to my sin and that was it mm. like I would I got to the point after where it was sort of just like a ha- an enjoyable habit to the point where it was like, wow, I really am head deep in this and I don't yeah. know what to do about it. Yeah. And then I hit a major crossroad because like I was saying, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, knew who Jesus was, but I was so enslaved to this sin that I, I thought that I had I couldn't do anything about it mm. and I remember accepting that I was the the seed that fell amongst the the paved road and I was destined to go to hell wow and that was my mindset so wow in that I fell pretty heavily into depression yeah. and then uh turning 18 alcohol and mm. I found out pretty quickly that when I drink I'm very relaxed and very calm and because I had this self-hatred. I would just be drinking and drinking to just sort of relax and forget about who I was and what I was doing and the shame that I held. And then I found nicotine vapes. Mm -hmm. And again, same thing, very sedative and enjoyable and basically became a nicotine addict. Mm -hmm. And then that compiling on top of my guilt and shame already or now you're an alcoholic now you're addicted to vapes and just throwing your throwing your life away and i hit a point where i just felt devoid of any love from anyone or for myself and i tried to actually kill myself by drinking myself to death one night Mm -hmm. and probably over about 30 minutes i'd consumed a liter and a half of straight whiskey alcohol And I just, yeah, woke up the next morning and mum and dad were like, oh, do you realise what you just did? And I was like, no. And because I woke up, I just kept on keeping on. (coughs) And then basically hit the same, exact same point again where I was ready to just go for this round two. And I remember sitting, I'd been kicked out of home at this point because I was just super aggressive, going out, partying, drinking to excess and just being very aggressive and my mum remarked about you know she was actually scared of who I was oh wow like she would lock her door at night when dad was out because she was afraid of 
who I was and what I'd become. I was sitting on my brother's couch and I just remember saying, I, no one loves me, I don't love myself and I'm just, that's it, I'm done. And yeah, the, the thing that they did was they were like, okay, you need to start pressing back into God and read your Bible. And I just took that and I was like, sure, I'll give it a go because what, what do I have to lose? <laughs> what do you have left? And I remember reading it. My oldest brother gave me a little prayer book mm. from Joyce Meyer's ministry, which mm. was just like gives you a bunch of topics and then how to pray through that. And I yeah. remember reading that and praying a bit of that. And I w- f- felt for the first time after six, seven years, the presence of God finally come back to me. Like, wow. you know, Holy moly. It, whoa, he's actually yeah. still here. He still loves me. And then slowly through that, I knew that I was a sinner and there was probably s- 10, 12 times in the middle of the night, I just wouldn't sleep and I got out of bed and I knelt down on the ground and I was just like, Lord, you forgive me because... I've sinned. And then dad introduced us to the men's shed, uh, the Shalom House men's shed. And the the guy that runs that, Peter Lyndon James, he's just like wielding the sword of God and just (laughs) chopping you down and, you know, just his catchphrases, you know, get your crap out on the table and just just preaching repentance and coming back to Christ and building your life on that solid foundation Mm -hmm. and that just that just shattered me. Like Mm. every single time I rocked up there, it was like conviction, conviction, conviction. (laughs) And then after about six weeks of that, we, we closed in a big circle and Peter was in the middle, Peter, Lyndon, James. And it was like, all right, if you got anything on your heart, anything you're convicted of, now's the time to get it out. And I remember it was like the fire of God was in my heart and he was saying, this is it. You either repent now publicly, like the Bible says to do, mm-hmm. or that's it. And I, I put my hand up and I walked forward and I was like, I'm a serial porn addict. Mm-hmm. And I cried and I was so ashamed of myself and we prayed and then we closed. A few other people got forward and came forward and spoke and then we walked away to have coffee and tea and whatever. And I just felt God lift this weight off of me like physical weight wow and i knew from that moment that i was free and this joy and this peace just covered me and from that day forward never touched pornography haven't watched anything i've been tempted no doubt but yeah god's just distilled into me that you know it's like that fear of god that i know that if i went back to that you know, that's like, that's you it. You already know yeah. what that yeah. road, that road leads to. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just, yeah. it's Romans 12 too, you know, don't be conformed to this that's world, right. but be conformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. He just, li- I don't, I can't even explain it. He just. Flicked a, a miracle, right? And from that day yeah. forward, I was different. And it hit me so hard that I actually went home to my parents and I apologized to them. Wow. And I was, I just. I couldn't even speak. I was just crying and I was weeping and I was just like, you need to forgive me because I was, I'm, I was wrong. Yeah. And cause we, cl- especially me and mum, we clashed heads so yeah. hard yeah. that it was just like, it just broke something, you know, Jeez. just the, just the power of God. And that's right. 
Yeah, so I, I love that. I love that. You know, when God comes and impacts your heart, it affects your relationships with people as yeah. well. Um, can I ask? I'm really curious. I didn't send this question earlier. What was it for you to see your brother go through things like that? Oh man, I think there was a question in your list where I was. I <coughs> took a note down to talk about that, but like, it's just it was just so powerful to see Isaac's transformation. Like, because I obviously live with him. Yeah, and to see him before and then after, like, I, I, it's just it's just hard to fathom. Yeah, because of the way he was, like, he was so hard. It's kind of like I guess Saul yeah. to Paul. Yeah, like his heart was so hard. Like he, my parents said it themselves. Like they don't know how they could have a relationship with Isaac ever again. Basically, wow. Well, that's what Mum said, and yeah, just to see that transformation. Mind blowing, really. Yeah, <laughs> like the power of God, like right in that situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm the prodigal son because, yeah, you know, I just said that's it. I'm packing up. I'm leaving. Yeah, I didn't even ask Dad for my inheritance. I just said, see you later. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'll be back for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you later, old man. Um. Yeah. What about you? What about me? Yeah. What about <laughs> you? What's t- tell me about your story what's so up yeah to? i guess you know i'm not wanting to compare testimonies because everyone's got their own story but i just want to say that yeah, my yeah. my kind of story is similar to isaac's like the the journey's been similar just on a different kind of scale i guess mm. but um yeah we you know um so yeah obviously got three brothers um just want to back up what isaac said about our parents yeah like having them as a rock solid you know they, it's their 30th anniversary just passed this year. Yeah, let's And that's, go. you know, them being together our oh, whole good. childhood is like yeah. the biggest blessing that we yeah. could ask for. Um, yeah. And uh, Huge. Yeah, it's been, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on from that, um, yeah, I was born in Brisbane. Um, we moved over to Kalgoorlie where Isaac was born when I was about three. Yeah, cool. Dad, for dad's work, um, then moved up to Perth where we did school. Um, so, yeah, my journey, um, where do I start? <laughs> um, sorry, I get a bit flustered and talking. That's all right. all right. Let me take a deep breath. Do it. Drink some water. Yeah. And I'll just add, you know, because I was kind of the radical conversion and saved and this and that but peter's general rule of thumb he's been very he's a very quiet very peaceful person and he hasn't obviously gone through what i've gone through but he's always had a very very loving and caring heart and just you know Mm. that's like why we were joking before mum and dad wants him to stay well it's true because you (laughs) know he he's just been a solid person all the way through his life like there hasn't been really any major mess ups although you know we're all humans we all make mistakes but yeah yeah well yeah like like you said mum um sorry it's all right i'm just i just lose my thought every time i go to speak (laughs) but yeah mum and dad kind of instilled like christianity within us from a very young age so Mm -hmm. i can't remember a time where i haven't known god either like i've known no difference since i've grown up um, but yeah, I, I guess for me, like I had a similar journey. I kind of at the same time when we were going to the youth group at Victory Life, that's where I kind of found Jesus and first 
you know, said to him, you are the, you are my God. Yeah. You know? okay. And um, moving on from that, I guess I, you know, backslid quite a lot through teenage years, just yeah. doing what every teenager does, you know, getting, going out, partying and mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, and so at which point, as you're going through your journey, at which point do you kind of go, this is not leading me anywhere? Yeah, so I kind of got through the teenage, like 18, 19, and I kind of just had kind of had enough of yeah. that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just kind of knew that it was not going to lead me anywhere. <laughs> anyway, like, good, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just, you know, destructive, basically. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, I really didn't kind of flick the switch until we went to the men's shed with Dad as well. Did you go at the same, around the same time? We went together. So um, we were going to a small church in Wembley, mm-hmm. um, Pastor Phil. Yep. Yeah. Lager. Um, and, yeah, the Shalom guys showed up one day and we had a connection with one of the guys who was in the program at the time. He comes stood next to us and... Yeah. Like, just the presence of this guy next to us. Like, we got chatting after, and then basically that's how we got an invite to go along. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, me and Isaac, our dad dragged Isaac along with us for the first one. And, uh, yeah, it was um, a few a few weeks on um, Pete Linden James. Uh, he runs the program. Yeah. Um, yeah, just preaching, you know, preaching on uh, the truth of the... yeah. yeah. Just just caught you, did it? Yeah. Well, it was just you can't you can't go into that place if if you're not right, you physically can't go into that place without being convicted. Like yeah. if you walk away from there without being convicted, I'd I'd i like I don't see <laughs> yeah. how that's possible. Yeah. No, so and, and I haven't heard anyone go into uh, into that space and then come out like, Oh yeah, yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have Pharaoh's heart to do that. <laughs> yeah, so even he changed his mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, it was actually the same night that Isaac, um, you know, your flick was, I guess, sw- your switch was flicked. Mm. Um, that I also um, got up and said, you know, I've got the same problem basically. But mm. I guess for me, it's just um, I'm I was better at hiding it. You know, mm. on the outside, I looked like I had it all together, but ultimately, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, um, and that's, I guess, probably, I would say, generally, um, generally thinking, that it's the it's the silence of men sometimes because because you you appear quieter, yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's true. But and then Isaac, you you it probably ex- ref- express yourself more outwardly, yeah. So. Like it's easier, I guess, to know what you're working with when somebody's outwardly expressive. Correct. Whereas, yeah. like, you could probably hide a bit, you know, a bit easier. It's like, oh yeah. But then also, you might be dealing with some really major stuff, and it'll be easier as well to overlook that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's where I think you know you you don't just wipe everybody with the same cloth. Nah. <laughs> everybody's different, I yeah. guess, in the way that yeah they express themselves. So. Yeah, and well for me, I'm definitely more of an introvert. You know, I keep it to myself. I, I guess I've made it look like I had it all together, you know. I lived at home. I never really got into any trouble. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, I guess, the opposite to yeah. Isaac. Probably the exact opposite to who I am because 
I just I just hit the hit the wall and just said, all right, well, uh, I don't think this Christianity thing's working, so I'm just gonna mm. put all my energy into the opposite end of the spectrum and yeah. see how that goes. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Um, so following Jesus now, um, you know, you, you've I guess essentially made a more mature decision to follow Jesus. What has that meant in terms of cost for you? What does it cost you? Oh, well, because when you go walk in the exact opposite direction of God, basically your whole entire life is opposed to what he wants you to do. So whole social groups, all my friends, uh, even one of my brothers who I love very dearly, and that's probably what was the hardest thing to give up was uh, that close relationship with him. But because I knew that, he had his own challenges and mm. our relationship essentially wasn't constructive as being a Christian. So mm. that took me months to get over. But You didn't yeah. completely disconnect himself, disconnect yourself from him, but... I mean, he still talked yeah, to yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I didn't just go <laughs> yeah, like... Right. I didn't give him like the, the cold influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The influence. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... that's hey, don't like talk to him anymore. Stuff like going out, partying. But yeah, because I became very entwined with his group of friends and they became yeah. my very close group of friends. And I still do love them very much and respect them as people, but I just knew that for me moving forward, the the place that they were and the things that they were doing, it was just like literally just walking back into the same temptations like mm. going out and drinking um had to give had to give up drinking had to give up smoking that didn't necessarily happen straight away but it was more just slowly over time god put the brought the things up in my heart that were wrong with me so i could deal with them yeah and obviously when you an alcoholic essentially and you're addicted to nicotine mm. it just unless god does heal you like he did with my yeah. pornography addiction. Yeah. It's something that's just like, it's hard you know, to get over. you quit for three, four months and then it's just like, oh, you know, one beer. <laughs> oh, maybe I've got a friend that can buy me a vape. So yeah. he's got one, you know, yeah. and it's just like, it takes time to write yourself. But for me personally, it was social groups, yeah. which is the hardest thing because then when you're a bit more extroverted like I am, like, what do you do, you know? Yeah. Like, you've, yeah. Got, you've got essentially no friends and then... For a short while. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, if, for sure. And then it's just, you know, learning that God is your best friend exactly. primarily. You know? so yeah. He is enough, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And just yeah. spending the time yeah. and pressing into God for who he is, not what he can do for me, but because... Mm. I've come from this Great revelation point. of he's just healed me completely of the root of my evil. Mm. Yeah. Now I just want to spend time in his presence and through that some like really awesome stuff has happened. Yeah, that's epic. Yeah. Friendships. That's usually a big one that goes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> it was the same for me. I had to yeah. drop a lot of friend groups. Oof. Wow. Yeah, well, it's like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Because <laughs> so true. the people you look up to and respect and hang around mm-hmm. obviously have the most influence on who you are. Yeah. And, you know, as people pleasers, you want to do what they think is cool and 
mm. that's not necessarily constructive all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're dropping like all your worldly friend groups, it's like, you know, you feel like you've got nothing. Yep. To start at that's least. Right. And then, you know. And that's that's a pretty heavy <laughs> reality, yeah. isn't it? I think yeah. also that's just popped into my mind. Uh I had to give up the music I was listening to. The music? Yeah. Okay, go into that a bit. So I don't know. <laughs> it's super I don't know if my yeah, appearances really tell good. much about the music I listen to, but I got really, really into heavy metal. I was literally going to ask if it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I w- just, just always been into it. Just love it. You know, yeah. going out, seeing live performances, and yeah, 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 getting yeah. along to bands and just all of that. And slowly over time, I felt wasn't even just God saying, give it up. I was just like, as a Christian, as a, as a follower of Christ, you know, you can imagine what death metal sounds like, you know, I've heard a lot of it. Yeah. (laughs) You can, you you can imagine what it sounds like. And it's just like, you know, would Jesus (laughs) approve of this, approve of this music? (laughs) And it just got to a point where I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But I have to. Yeah. So I went on my Spotify and I deleted everything, oh. wiped it all off. Oh. And then slowly over time, I've just replaced it with worship music. And yeah. that's all I listen to now. Like Triple J, I used, I got into indie rock as well, but don't listen to any of the radio or I don't make the effort to listen to it. Like if it's yeah. on at work, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, get behind me, Satan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <But> Start preaching <laughs> at yeah, the radio. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. No, but like oh. personally, because a lot of the time I work, I get to work by myself. So yeah. I have a lot of time to listen to. I love listening to podcasts and stuff. So I fill that time with either listening to worship music or listening to um, teachers and preachers and stuff like yeah. that on YouTube. Yeah. And it's just because mm. God put it on my heart. It's like, how can I use my time as yeah. constructively as possible? Yeah. yeah. And it's just because, you know, if you're listening to stuff all day, that's a lot of time and a lot of things yeah. that you can you can hear, even if it's just subconsciously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think as well when you're really focusing on God, like a lot of the worldly stuff just drops off. Like I find like I don't even watch mainstream, hardly watch mainstream TV now, mm. hardly listen to radio, you know. Yeah. I just fill it with kind of like I've got worship playlists. And yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found the exact same thing. And and maybe, like, music is one of the things that people just don't even think about anymore. Um, yeah. I find Christians are a lot more relaxed around music. Yeah, it's music just a taste. song. It doesn't, you yeah, know. Like, it doesn't matter. But, um, like, I, I work for Fall Time, which is a care school for at-risk young people. And so we we have active policy um, that we adhere to where we kind of like we we say to our kids you're not wearing anything that has stuff that is not helpful to other people so marijuana leaves t-shirts and jumpers um, we, we don't wear that <laughs> yeah. at school we don't you know we don't <coughs> cuss at school we don't swear at school um, we're not going to come and be wearing stuff that's derogatory to women or just inciting people to different so anything that's outside so um, then it made me actually start to think a little bit more because some of my students f- were listening to some music 
out loud. And then we brought in, uh, we just brought in a rule like, hey, we might have other people who don't necessarily want to listen to that music. But it made me think about why we would, be, why, would why we would be, why they like that kind of music. Because I, I used to listen to rap, bro. Like, uh, I used to think like, bro, I'm going to be a rapper or an <laughs> yeah. R&B this singer so at some cool. point. This is sick. Yeah. Yeah. I brought the shirt. I brought the, the pants and... You know the shiny pants and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> the early two thousands R and B. Um, but over time, I I noticed how much it affected my mood, and how I thought a day was going to turn out. Uh, but then when I became a Christian, I got this hunger for worship and to to just have tools that would help me to position myself towards God. Yeah. And so now, however. Um, now, well, it's not now, however, like my change, my things have changed. Like, so now I noticed that like 90%, at least 90% of the music I listen to is worship. And like you, I don't go out on my way to try and listen to other music, but it's, it's like my default has changed. Um, yeah. However, I wonder if that's the case for most Christians because um, there are sociologists that even talk about how like, if you if you want to know where a generation is going to end up and what they're going to value in five to ten years time, give give me the music they listen to now and I'll tell you. Yeah. So that's a really interesting point. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you brought, yeah. brought it well, up for me because I always really I always had a deep connection to music and I was really into lyrics and meaning and used it as an emotional cr- crutch yeah. to more or less explain how I was feeling That's on the right. inside. That's right. So Which it's good at that. When I became a born-again Christian, you know, I, I was in a very good place and then listening to the lyrics of these songs and it's depression and I hate myself and I hate this. And yeah, you can you relate know, to... It's like... Yeah. Kind of the lyrics of that. How... Song. Yeah, I can't... I don't... I can't be expressing this any this anymore because yeah. I don't feel like this or... I don't agree that mm. don't agree with it anymore. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, I I agree with your point with a lot of Christians and speaking to a few people as well. Like people find it very hard to, to even music. fathom the idea of giving up music. Like I'm not yeah. saying you have to do it and yeah. only do it if you feel like God's telling you to do it. Mm. But mm. it's you know, it's, it's worth thinking about it, it, at least. It's very and praying. Yeah, <laughs> and praying exactly into, because. For sure. I just see it as, you know, we're representing Jesus. And mm-hmm. if all you're listening to is, you know, loud guitars and <laughs> screaming, like literally yeah. screaming, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like is someone going to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, that person, that person <laughs> has the love of God in him. But it's like yeah. how much more time could you spend as well positioning yourself towards yeah, exactly. Jesus? Yeah. Like if you... And that's exactly what I found. spending hours and hours a day. I would just listen to music every minute I had. Oh, really? Free. Like, it would be oh. on all the time, you know, in the car, at work, when I exercised, mm. in the background of doing anything. So it's like, well, if I replace that with something mm. that is beneficial to my faith, which yeah. is worshipping God or listening to a teacher, yeah, how much better would that how be for better. me? That's yeah. right. Um, sad question as well. What are you enjoying about God at the moment? Take a moment to think about that one. Did you say sad question? 
side question. Oh, side. <laughs> sad question. Yeah, let like, me just get my let me get my violin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sad question. Side question. Side. It's my accent coming through. Interesting, probably for me, and I've always had this experience when I was a young Christian as well, is I've always had a very, oh, I don't know how you would say it, like very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Like mm-hmm. I, f- I can feel his physical presence every day and mm-hmm. it's just like a reminder constantly and a peace and a happiness that, you know, he's here with me. Mm. I think it's Matthew twenty eight twenty four, and it says, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of this age. Mm. And it's just like... Yeah. You know, God Almighty is in me. <laughs> yeah. And just his presence and at times in worship or in church services and he comes over you and mm. speaks to you and yeah. this and that. And it's just, yeah, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing that would separate me from that, you That's know. That's right. Yeah. It's Good. just awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Cheers. Peace. Me probably would be the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So getting to see the outworkings of God, like, being able to take a step back from everything around me and go, well, look, you know, look at what happened to Isaac. Yeah. As an example, look at the guys at Shalom House seeing like the actual outworkings of God in these guys' life. Yeah. It's just like there's so much that God has done yeah. over like in a year, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's over it's this year, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, man. Pretty Crazy. much this year. Yeah. That's nuts. And, like, the, so much has happened just in a year. And I'm like, well, imagine what's going to happen in the next five, yeah. the next ten. Like, yeah. if he's done this much work in a year. How much more, hey? Yeah. Oh, that's epic. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, for me, I'll say I'm probably enjoying how much God is breaking me as I, <laughs> as I think about death more, probably because of my son. <laughs> I'm yeah, realising right. how much more breakable i am and how very little i would want for my son to grow up without a dad so Mm. i'm now thinking more in terms of what can i do in the now to to be able to maximize the amount of time that i get with sam um but also so that he has a healthy relationship with a dad because i um i hear stories and, and i've met your dad for our the people that don't know you necessarily. Um, and I think you have, you both, well, your entire, your entire family have such an incredible advantage over like a majority of the men in our society today because you actually have a good dad <laughs> yeah. who is invested in your lives, yeah. who cares about you, prays for you, and like he, he actually is leading you along the right path. And so... One of the one of the biggest killers of young men today is just dads not around. Yeah, and um, you know I work with enough young people to kind of see you can put it down to that. Yeah, healthy male role model in their life. Interestingly, we spoke about that in the men's breakfast this morning. This morning, we yeah, yeah. One of the guys brought up that it's International Men's Day on November the nineteenth, which is today. That's today. Yeah. Happy Men's Day. Yeah. yeah. Happy yeah. Men's day. That's <laughs> it. Um, and he just said the words ADD, people link it to obviously attention deficit disorder. But what did he say? It's um, absent, dad, absent disorder dad disorder. In uh, a father and then in God in as well. Heavenly father. Yeah. 
But I, 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 I definitely agree with you. And from my perspective, being the child that walked away from my parents and didn't listen to a single thing they said, that I can, I can only relate that I'm alive today back to me a giving my heart to Christ. Obviously, yeah. is the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. But the way I got there is because my dad spent the time to, you know, sow the seeds of the gospel in my heart. Yeah. And I think that is the most important thing for any child. Yes. Period. Is Absolutely. that you've got the you've got a father who loves you and he's also investing the time mm. to teach you the gospel of mm. Christ because you know we all have our own free will and yeah. unfortunately like what I did yeah I chose the wrong things. Yeah. And sometimes at no fault of your own you can't mm. you know You'd love to, I'd love to go and smack some people around the head and say, you know, wake up, you know, you're doing this and that wrong, but you can't because they've got their own decisions and choices to make. But God is faithful when his, his word will not return to him void. Yes, so that's true. if you, if you yeah. spend the time sowing the seeds into your son, mm. he's guaranteed to. Yeah. Well, he'll have something. Yeah. He'll have an advantage, it seems, um, yeah, that's it. you know. Um, over other over other kids and and I think that um, you know maybe we could dive a little bit into this but um, part of the part of the thing as well that I noticed about your dad talking um, talking to him which is I find is very contrary to most men around I guess around his age um, he's not passive um, he's very assertive like you talk to your dad and you're like Oh man, this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 a, he's a people person for sure. Yeah, um, he knows how to talk to people. Um, but he's tough. I would say that about your dad. Like he's tough, um, both inside and outside. Um, however, he's not so removed in terms of like you can't like he talks about how he feels sometimes, but you know this guy's a man. Like he's tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it, was it? What was it like um, to just have him as a role model for you? I mean, he's not dead, so what is it like <laughs> to? <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, he was obviously a, t- a tough father. Like, I guess um, on the dis- but like a good tough. Yeah, like a good tough. Know? Like you know, he would, you know, he would. Um, Discipline, like discipline was one of the things, I guess, yep. for us growing up that we yep. might not have liked, but we needed, Yeah, you know, to for turn sure. to turn into the men that we are today. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Want to add something? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing as well. And unfortunately, you know, people are, don't <laughs> like to talk about discipline. But for me, I was I was even the child that would be like, you know, oh, if you do that, I'm going to smack you now. And I'll be like, okay, smack me. <laughs> and then when, you know, it was like sit in, sit in the corner for for five minutes, I'd say, give me an hour, you know. <laughs> I just, I was just very arrogant and hard-headed. But I definitely see, <laughs> you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. I definitely see <laughs> the value in the discipline that my yes. parents gave me because I don't see it as... Oh, they hate me because they're smacking me. And uh, it's completely out of love. It's mm. completely out of love and understanding that if if you don't shape them to grow up as Christians, you know, 
yeah. the world will just overtake them easily. Absolutely. Just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like I have so much respect for my father because Amen. obviously mm. our, our family situation, though it might look good now to some people, it's been very tough. It's been hard work, bro. Very, very, <laughs> very hard work, you know. Yeah. Not only just in us as kids, but also in ha- maintaining a relationship with yeah. our mum. Yeah. So that we have mum and dad in the home. For sure. But, yeah, just, you know, the respect that, you know, we would listen to what he says mm. because it's right and we know that it's true. Yeah. And then disciplining us when we stepped out of line. mm but also being a role model in the sense of he was a, he's a very very hard worker and you know yeah. he would he would go out and earn the money to keep the bread on the table and make yeah. sure that we had enough to live as a family yeah. had a roof over our head sounds cliche but it's true because yeah. you know it's all boys bro yeah i know how Tough boys geek. eat <laughs> yeah. yeah but he's definitely the man that you can look up to yeah. even if you're not his child and be like yes. that's for sure. That's how I want to be as a Christian yeah. man yeah. in the future, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, I was reading um, a verse earlier. I think it's about a few weeks ago. Um, so it's, it's, it's this one, verse 29 of verse... 17 of chapter 29 of Proverbs, it says, Discipline your children, and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. So Proverbs 29, 17. Um, And then verse 15 also says, To discipline a child produces wisdom, but but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. And then, obviously, he then adds, discipline your children. It will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. And, um, you know, like when, when I think about the type of boys you guys are, and I look at your dad now, um, and I just think, how hard would it have been for him to just time and time again just get back up and go, I'm not going to let anyone else tell my kids how they're supposed to be because the um and instead like he steps up and you know he continues to goes now now this is the way we go this is the way we go um today the kind of advice that people get given and probably parents would be saying to their kids is hey as long as you're happy Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah, for sure you would have been perfectly (coughs) happy just staying um you know drinking alcohol all the time yeah going out but doing right yeah but that's not actually good advice um, no. And your dad seems to be the kind of man who's just like, I'm just not going to take it. All of these things that people are saying, <laughs> just like like yeah. he cares too much uh, about you boys. Mm. So, and I think going forward, it's going to be harder as well for dads. Yes, like, with the way that the world is going. I, I agree. Like yeah. When when he brought us up, it was probably easier than it's going to be. You know, for you starting now, for sure. But yeah. I think the main thing in that, and he says it time and time again, especially talking to us about moving forward and getting married is that the only mm. thing that that's got him through and got his relationship through with mum with mum is that he is a christian and he knows god he yeah. has a relationship with jesus so that even though at times you know things get a bit dry and hard and you might not be doing mm. what you should be doing he is always there his hands always on your Absolutely. life to guide you 
though it seems maybe not the right direction, yeah, that he's leading you to to the point, yeah, to a good place, you know, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I love that. I love that he points you to God. Um, so, what are you seeing happen with men in secular culture at the moment? So, there's obviously the, the drinking, which we've talked yeah. a little bit about, yeah. but um, I think. What I when I was like when I looked at your question, I think ac- accessibility to sin is becoming a major problem. Like with the advancement in technology, mm. sin is so accessible and it's so easy to get a hold of. Um, um, but that's a pr- just one of the mm. issues, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, um. Well, I'd say the root cause is the fatherless, and yeah. then also. The dads that aren't, you know, well, aren't leading their kids mm. as majority as a Christian, you know, into a, the Christian lifestyle, because, you know, that even like me, I know who Jesus is. I still decided to sin. Mm. Like the only thing that's going to save you at the end of the day is Jesus. That's right. But you know, I, I agree with Peter and the accessibility to things like the whole social media sort of culture Mm. where it's basically just soft core porn and Mm -hmm. you know the lusts of the eye and the lusts of the world and you know look how great i'm doing and look at all of these fancy things i own and look at the holidays i'm going on and yeah you can easily get caught up in that and like comparing and judging and you know Mm. looking at things you shouldn't be looking at and Mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's uh, because I obviously had that problem when I was going through the thick of it, but I'm trying to. I try and distance myself as much as possible because I know mm. it's just so easy to get caught up and yeah, yeah, get it's sucked so into true. that. And um, when you're talking about whole alcohol things, I've got a friend who, <coughs> um, he doesn't drink at all, doesn't touch alcohol, uh, but he sees it as like one of the social problems that we've got. You know, we there's all these reports of domestic violence happening and things like that. And then you you see how many how many times, which is most like overwhelming majority of the time, that alcohol is part of it. Yeah, every single time. Um, and how in Australia we're we're not necessarily coming against alcohol, like we'll come in and just like penalize people, um, and say, you know. You did the wrong thing. You have a fine. You go to jail, whatever. Um, but we're not necessarily having the social drinking chat because, um, for most people that I've spoken to, drinking is there to cover up something else. And when you have when you have men who don't necessarily have dads that say face the world, you know, stand up, stand up straight, face the world, and just you know, you'll, I'll be here with you. Men become cowards. And then they take it out on other people. Now the problem is that because men are so strong, <laughs> they they beat up weaker people or they intimidate weaker people beca- to to make themselves feel better. Um, but we just don't talk about the the social alcohol side of things, which is where a lot of people actually start drinking. Yeah, and I think because Australian culture is very relaxed, and it's become more and more you should be able to have whatever you want, whenever you want, all the pleasures of the world instantly at the, you know, the tip of your fingers. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's then the problem is because a lot of these 
activities that are just what we boil down to socializing, like drinking, yeah. smoking, and yeah. even, you know, looking at lewd things mm-hmm. like in Northbridge and this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just become accepted and people just start digging these holes and becoming, yeah. uh, you know, addicted to all of these various things that are just seen as normal. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're a normal person if you smoke and you drink. Yeah. And you go out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they just dig themselves into a hole like what I did. Yeah. And you can't get out of it. And if you don't know who Jesus is, you don't know how to get, you don't know, there's no hope for you. There so, isn't, yeah. you know, just like. Just keep digging. You just. <laughs> yeah. You just <laughs> keep going and going. China. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, like what you were saying with domestic violence, like I was a pretty angry kid. And if I continued on, if I didn't have the right parents, I'd probably be mm. out in Northbridge bashing people up. If they looked at me the wrong way. Yeah. You definitely wouldn't be able to yeah, bash your own dad though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't, unit. you've never been taught how to deal, deal with it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So it's just That's like, it. I don't yeah. know. The only way I know how to deal with it is by lashing out. Yeah. And then unfortunately people get married or get into relationships and then mm-hmm. it's just, it's just carried over. Yeah. It's a, a lot of break breakdowns, I guess, in relationships. Yeah. I yeah. think we know the reason. Oh, <laughs> Oh, mate. <laughs> um, it's right there staring at all of us in the face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so, um, um, to me, I'm really curious as to how the rest of the world is. Um, people that don't follow just don't see how clearly the answer is right there in front of their face. They're like, we actually just, we, n- we need to surrender to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, giving up that accessibility. I, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. Well, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that, and that's, I think, probably where the message of Jesus is so important um, to be clear because Jesus doesn't allow every single one of his followers, any one of his followers, to just do whatever they want, whenever they want. You have to have that discipline, discipline which is key word that comes, that, that, you know, undergirds disciple. <laughs> yeah. Disciple is disciplined <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so that you can follow him. Otherwise, you'll we'll all look like the world and so what's what's the honest for them changing if we all look like them exactly you know so um yeah I, i'm super encouraged by your stories um so with now apart from your dad do you have other healthy role models male role models that you look up to and how are they challenging you and teaching you and helping you yeah i'll, I'll give a good example of um you say healthy, but um, I'm thinking. Um, so we go to obviously men's shed on Tuesday nights, and there's a f- quite a few senior leaders in mm-hmm. that place that have actually gone through the program. Yeah, I'll give you an example. There's this um, Vietnamese guy. His name's Arn. He's about half my height, <laughs> I'd say. But twice this, your age. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. he is. He's. I think he's like forty, maybe. <laughs> but like this guy. Um, I'll see him after every single service. He is out of the like done the did the program ages ago. He's mm. got an amazing testimony where he met God in jail, um, and he's come through the program. He still works for Shalom House, but wow. this guy manages to seek me out after every single men's shed just to you know give me some give me a sermon. Wow! <laughs> like he give he'll give me like a half hour sermon after the, after men's shed's finished. Yeah, and like yeah, I've got him on messages and he flicks. Isaac, we're in a group with him, and yeah. he sends us encouragement daily. Yeah, it's scriptures. Just, oh, man. Yeah, this guy is just like, 
you know, no, no, what, no. what people might have looked at as, you know, unhealthy. Mm. He's probably like one of the healthiest role models that That's I have. That's right. Wow. So, yeah, it's quite quite amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah. What about you guys? Like? Yeah, same sort of deal. Like the leaders at, uh, at Shalom House are just incredible because most of those guys are, you know, the same. They've been... They were in the world and then they, they were brought out of their sin and mm. you know, got amazing testimonies. And now they're just leading a, a pure life of Jesus. You know, yeah. it's all or nothing for Christ. Yeah. And then obviously at church, like yourself, Brett Gaffney, and just guys that are on fire for the Lord. And, mm. You know, yeah, I'll back that up as well. <laughs> like, I also love on, on YouTube, I listen to Derek Prince and Billy Graham, yeah. you know, the old school preachers. Oh, and Billy. Oh, I love them. So, oh man, yeah. Just you know, all of the all of these more men, because mm. for me as well, it's like, how can I model my life to be right. a mature man of yeah. Christ? Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's quite a few few guys to name, but mm. they're all legends. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, I've um, I've been curious because um, what one of the things that I really appreciate about the Shalom. Shalom Ministry, Shalom Men's Ministry. Um, well, they do women's as yeah, well. Yeah. But the Shalom Men's Ministry is how, how much, um, you know, despite because oh, the news is just insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australia, but um, actually having people and examples in my life of people who've been through a program and come out and, you know, like they, they're tough on men, but... It's actually biblical, teach mm. men how to be men. Yeah, correct. You know, like take up responsibility. Um, you know, some of the things that Pete, because I see some of his um, his Facebook posts when he when he actually talks about the program is like, you know, we we don't rely on anybody else for handouts. Yeah, and we teach our men to do that. So when you talk about how your dad, you know, he he showed how to go out work and earn money so that you guys would have food and a place to live and you know a roof over your head. Um, and they're doing that, I'm like, that's the stuff that we need. Because um, societally, and I think even across um, some parts of the world, is that men are actually encouraged to go, you know, do whatever you want, you know. Have multiple partners, multiple children, multiple partners, and then don't worry about, <laughs> don't yeah. worry about the consequences. Yeah. But, yep. um, you know, it's it's really encouraging. So to me, it's... It's looking at looking at a program like Shalom House. Well, I wouldn't really call it a program. It's just like it's it's a fantastic ministry. Yeah, it's a, a discipleship, sing, right? Discipleship where you were, men are actually challenged to be men, and some are just like rising up and going, "I'm going to give this a go," and to see the impact that that has on families. Yeah. Uh, um, you, s- you see it many times over, where um, you know, family there's family reconciliation and mm. just like you know, yeah, they and do they do a family night on Saturday where. That's right. And like yeah, you speak yeah. to some of the guys and they look yeah. forward to the Saturday because their family has just started coming along because they're starting to see the change in these mm-hmm. men's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's also not a magic wand. No. Because that's where, you know, like you, you can you can think like, oh, yeah, go, to, go, go through and be part of the community for like, you know, however long. I think it's um, – how long is the program? Oh, it just – I think yeah. it depends yeah. on the really stages, the different stages. So you, get, well you move you up through. the stages depending um, on – it's more depending on yourself and yourself and your yeah. and how you are changing through yeah. it, because um, generally, and this is I guess where the pushback I have for 
um, anyone looking on the outside in and just kind of critiquing <laughs> um, the Shalom House, this Harpership Ministry, like I, I, I go, well, what what do we got? We've got rehab centers and things like that, but they're not, they're not actually dealing with the core issue yeah. correct, of men. And they're also completely leaving out the fact that um, any per- any man, any person, but men need to be connected to God in order for them to understand how they're supposed to be. You know, like if you're, if you're going to <laughs> be a man, you need to understand you did not create yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you need to <laughs> shut up. You need to actually yeah, listen yeah, it's to... It's not about you. Right? Um, because that's, that's what we do as guys. We're supposed to sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, to me, I, I just look at that and I go, it's awesome. Um, and I've, and I've, and I've been connected to enough Shalom men to also see that, you know, they go through the program, they have relapses, they have bad days. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of them, bad weeks you know, go months. through the program twice almost like they'll right. get to the end and then, you know, go out into the world, relapse and then come back and go, well, I actually didn't, you know, mm-hmm. give this my best effort, yeah. like my best or shot. I didn't put majority of the time it's guys that get to a certain point in the program and they just like get comfortable too much. or they just, they don't know how to handle it and deal with it. And they just, yeah, it overcomes them. So they leave and then, yeah. you know, two, three, four months later, years later, they come back yeah. because they realize, well, I need to start what I finished and right. they can see the value in it. Yes. Cause like what you were saying, they also, they're not just there to push you through for numbers. It's like, if you want mm. to be here, yeah. then you can come and Yeah, they're get all into there it. by their own choice. It's not yes. like they're forcing these people and right. they say to they stay s- in the program. Yeah, they say as well, like if you don't want to be here, there's the door. Like, yeah. you know, if you if you yeah. don't okay. wanna <laughs> if you don't want to take this seriously and listen to what we're saying, yeah. it's not gonna work for you anyways. That's right. So you might as well just go back there's out. There's no point. It's a yeah. waste of time. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. don't waste your time here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um I remember it was actually um, from him, from Peter Lynn James, that I that I actually realized that um, people people will not change unless they hit the rock bottom, where the pain of them staying the same is greater than the pain of them changing. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd com- completely it, agree with that. And and that takes a while for some people. Yeah, yeah, because we have things that are so accessible. Yep. Like yeah, I can just go back and just drink myself to sleep, like to if it's something is too hard. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um. So that's where I got that 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 thought. Um. Because like I work with sometimes people that are having to recover, young people that are having to recover from uh, addictive stuff as well. Um. Advice for your younger self. What advice would you give your younger self? Um. And I'm not asking this because I want you to sort of be like, mm, hello, younger self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, but more think about that. Um, think about more the reality and the idea that there's somebody who at some point will listen to this and they're not necessarily our age, but they're young enough to have maybe stumble on this and it might just be that they need to hear something that will helpfully... I think just don't follow the crowd. Don't like follow just, the crowd. Yeah, it doesn't lead you to anywhere, like any good places. Mm. That's what I found anyway in my journey, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I find it's an interesting question <coughs> because 
through my journey and the experiences I've had, like the only way I learned is because I hit those walls and I dug those holes and I lay down and, and I had a firsthand experience of watching Jesus pull me out of the own hole that yeah. I dug for myself. Yeah. So I don't know if I would per se have advice of, you know, for my younger self, because everything that happened happened for a reason uh -huh. to teach me and to bring me into the place now where I'm, a, I'm a born again Christian yeah. and I love God more than anything in this world. So I guess it would just be if I could somehow explain to my younger self how much Jesus really loves you. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't matter. But then again, like if you did that, then you wouldn't do the dumb stuff you did <laughs> to bring yeah. you to this place, you know? So just like going around. And <laughs> it's hard, <laughs> but in a, in, um, a loop doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's my sort of thought process because I value my experience mm. because it's brought me to this place, which is greater than anything that I would have brought myself to if mm. I did something different, you know? Yeah. I guess everybody's journey to get to that place is different. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's rock bottom is different. It is. It is. For some people, it's a paper cut. Exactly. For others, it's a punch to the throat. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, one exactly. and a half yeah. litres of straight <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> Being almost hospitalised. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be curious. I don't know if you've done tests on what that did to your liver, but <laughs> I'd be pretty curious to find out. Well, luckily, yeah. the liver I think is like the organ that can recover the best Itself. out of. It, yeah, it does. Like do if it you have, if you cut like I, th I think a third or something, it can fully regenerate. Oh really? Yeah, when they do liver transplants, I've heard heard that before. Wow! So you can cut like a, a tiny portion, put it into someone else, and it can grow back to full. You're kidding? No. Wow! Fact, fact check, fact check, fact check. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, from what? Yeah, from from what I remember. Yeah, it's one okay. of the most regenerative organs in your body. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when I when I did become a born again Christian, I actually got really sick and like coughing up like really thick mucus and just feeling extremely tired. And it got to the point where the friends that I was still hanging out with were like went and got me a note to go and get a blood test done to see what was wrong with me. Wow. But I pretty much boiled it down to not drinking alcohol and not smoking vapes anymore yeah. and just like coming clean off of that. And then my body just like going, Ugh. <laughs> I'm done. <dying. laughs> Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh you know, here's gosh. the last five years of what you've been doing. Enjoy. <laughs> but <laughs> Literally. No. I think <laughs> it's... And it's good because now I'm, you know, in a very good spot, very healthy, active, you know, active job, try to exercise as much as possible and eat well and, yeah, feel good. What are you looking forward to next little while? Um, I guess, like, do you mean, what do you mean in terms of just... Something happened? I don't know. Was that an outside noise? Did you hear that? Yeah, I think it was like something creaking like a garage. Oh, door it might be that garage door. They might be starting their barbecue. Um, ooh. Ooh. Um, What's the barbecue for? I don't know. They just put it on random barbecues. In for house. this place? Yeah. In-house. Sweet. Just uh, 
few snags, few bunning snags, snags, few hot dogs, few hot doggies. Doesn't smell like it. <laughs> it doesn't smell like burgers. I'm sure the smell can't come through that door. Nah, it's, it's shut tight. But um, yeah, I mean more like um, journey with God, um, personal, I guess, maybe goals, things you'd like to see. Um, what am I looking forward to? Probably just continue continuing to see the journey unfold. That's what I'm looking forward to. I know it's going to be a good a good watch, a mm. good view. Yeah, it will be. Um, yeah, epic. It's a good question. Yeah, I'd say the same because you know, becoming a new Christian and getting specific, you know, prophetic words and mm. uh, having, you know, intimate experiences with God. And I think seeing where he's going to bring me in terms of what he's going to use me to do. Yeah. Because right now with my job and all of that, I know that God's delivered me into this through the specific circumstances that unfolded. So yeah. there's... F- Definitely a couple of years working hard and That's you right. know getting through it and learning yeah yep. and just learning the word of God. But then after that, probably you know because I know what he's he's put in me and I just like to see where what what that what looks happens. like yeah, yeah how that uh, manifests itself yeah awesome yeah um for me I'm looking forward to having Fridays off <laughs> yes. with my with my boy. Yeah, we're spending all days together. Um, but I've been real curious about more so than ever studying um, studying the Bible, yeah. coming more. That's something that I'm yeah certainly looking forward to as um, well. Is yeah learning more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm challenged by Jesus, his interaction with the devil just after he gets baptized. He's just quoting scripture, so. Um, I used to feel a little bit like I'm on the back foot with regards to knowing scripture because like, you know, a 12 year old Jewish boy is probably can quote the first five books of the Bible. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, okay, word for word. I need <laughs> to get on with it. Um, so I've been, you know, thinking like which, which, which book should I actually look at actually memorizing um, as a challenge. <laughs> Bless God. Um, <laughs> that cause is that Matthew? No, actually my favorite, my favorite book um is a gospel of john john and yeah. um that's a good one second favorite is romans so maybe both <laughs> <laughs> maybe both, maybe both. I mean, if you can recite them word for word i'd be pretty impressed yeah so i'll, I'll probably give my my life to that because um i hear i hear the um testimonies of people in china who you know they get like a little cut up pieces of first peter and they read those words and it's yeah, just they like physically oh memorize gosh. the yeah that's right um but i'm also one thing maybe you can answer this question as well one thing that's challenging to you um which is for me i think i, s- I talked to you guys about it but i saw the um, a video of the lady i think in south america somewhere in the presence of god who just like started to shake out of a wheelchair <laughs> Nobody was actually, yeah, yeah. Nobody was actually 
touching her, but somebody had to come and run up to her because she was going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> from like, I'm yeah. walking, I'm walking, but I need a little bit of help in between <laughs> now and then. So that's challenging me to be praying and expecting yeah. miracle, miracles. Yeah. yeah. Anything that you're challenged by? This will be their last question. Oof. I I don't know. I haven't really come across anything that's like, oh man, that's <laughs> super tough to. But that's probably also me being in a bit of an infant, you know, <laughs> drinking <laughs> the milk instead of the solid food. But yeah, um, yeah, it'll come. Tough times will come. Yeah, I'm I'm more challenged in just like making the effort to actually get get up and read and great, great. making sure that I'm yeah. Because, you know, it is the word of God. For sure. You know, like yeah. 1 John 1, in, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was, was God. Yeah. So if you're not reading the word, then you're missing a whole piece of Absolutely. who God is. So, yeah. 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 But Cheers. Mm. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, when you find out, let me know. Yeah, well, it's been great. It's been, been fun. Um, I've liked this conversation. It was hilarious, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> um, but no, no, I appreciate it. Appreciate how pretty chill this has been, and I look forward to more. Yeah, yeah thanks for having for us. For sure, yeah, thank you. Pleasure. I'd be interested to do it again, maybe in you know six months, a year, and yeah, next week. The update. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't just compare compare where we're at. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll I'll give you guys the the audio and video if you want that as well. You can watch yourselves because <laughs> <laughs> watch and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always funny looking at yourself back and go, "Wow, do I do that?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give you guys the audio as well. You can do with what you want. Yeah, sounds uh, good. But I'm yeah, thanks for having us, mate. Pleasure. Thank you for your time. Yeah.